You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. That's even not though, true. Even though you weren't with me the last two weeks, but they I were not I discovered your evil plot to try to get rid of me, and <laughs> now I'm back. I'm back. You are back. A lot has happened. Yeah, but for good reason. The, the oh, yeah. show before, you had a family I understand. emergency. I had that. Thing, and then last week, we didn't want to leave everybody hanging, so... We had no, no. another show while I was on the road. And I would rather there be shows for people to listen to. That's right. A lot has happened, though, since mm-hmm. Carl's dead. Yeah, he is. He's, he's gone. If you don't know, I'm <laughs> sure the internet has done it by now. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. But still, yeah, the, it, it was all over the internet. So yeah. if Everybody you don't know by that. now, where have you been? The people that care, no. There you go. And the people, you know. Everybody always gets something spoiled for them if they don't watch that show right away. Because so many people watch it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, and some people will disagree. Yeah. I don't agree with them. I don't agree with what they say. <laughs> the comics are still good, though. Well, yeah, like right. the comics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still got to catch up. I'm like five behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Predators won 10 in a row. Good job. Went good took paint to her first game last night. She it's like it. Awesome. And she did she tell you about it? No, she didn't. No, dude. This little girl started the chant, and then the rest of the entire stadium went with her. Nice. It was awesome. She, I thought her head was going to explode. <laughs> it was. She kept trying to do the, let's go Predators, and the clap, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm going to do it. And I said, well, just go ahead and just say it. You got to mean it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just come half-assed on it. They ain't going to go with you. Right. And she always kept, like, chickening out. And then all of a sudden, like, this little boy said, let's go Predators, and did the clap, and then the entire stadium just went with her. It was great. That's pretty awesome. I was proud. Well, you should be. And she wanted to buy season tickets when it was all <laughs> over. She's like, let's get season tickets. I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Well, <laughs> get a, so young, you get, get a, a job. job. Maybe we'll do it. Get a job. Well, since uh, it's been a while since I've asked, what have you been playing? I have been playing Shadow of the Colossus when I had time. I played, huh, there was something else I played. What was that? I really haven't had a lot of time. Shadow of Colossus has been the big one. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that game. That was That's a remake done right. Yeah. Perfect. I it's mean, really they, good. They, it's exactly like I remember, but just totally different at the same time. It, it moves better, controls better, mm-hmm. looks way... I mean, those oh, it's things look yeah. awesome. Like I mean, the dude with the beard has been my favorite one so far where you got to kind of hide, you know, mm-hmm. and let them look for you. That's been my favorite one. That one and the bird. Yeah. The bird right. was awesome. The bird, for me, the music really intensifies it because it just amps up the mm-hmm. moment you land on him. It's like, here's the fight. You're ready ready to go. Yeah, and then, the, I don't know, like you could feel the wind, I mm-hmm. felt like. I don't know how, how do they do that? I don't know. But <laughs> like, I, I felt yeah, like I the shit mean. was blowing my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's really awesome what they've done with it. But uh, I've been uh, playing Monster Hunter World, obviously. Right. Still. Uh 
I think last week I said I was kind of winding down from it, but I beat it. And then almost like a second wind kicked through because I was like, you know what? I'm stronger now. <laughs> Maybe I can yeah. go back and kick some of these other guys' asses and get their gear because I wasn't too keen on it before right. having to go back over it again. But I've beaten the last boss three times so far. One was by myself. And then the last two times it was with a hunting party right. who was trying to do it. So I've gotten some... I haven't checked to see what I have that I can build off of that, but I always seem to, to kind of lean toward my weapons. Like, I want those good weapons. I feel like right. if I've got a good weapon by my side, the armor, I can manage. And I know it's they're completely different, but I want my weapons. I want the best weapons I've got, and right. then I'll worry about my armor. Right. Because I know that's going to take a lot more to manage getting that because there's so many components versus the one or two things you need for your weapons. So I'm always trying to focus on that. So I know there's one I've got to go back and beat, and it was the uh, Val Hazak. It's the, oh, yeah. uh, the one that, that was, had the poison in the, the air and the, yeah. was it the, uh, not the Elder Recess, the other one, the Rotten Vale. Right. And he's the one, for all the weapons that I have, he's the one that I have to get the most stuff from. And I'm not looking forward to going back down there <laughs> because so tough, I, huh? I've been wanting, I've been trying to, you know, get decorations and stuff like that to try and get those ones that I stupidly sold or sacrificed for whatever reason, thinking right. I won't need these. And it's like, there's no chance in hell of ever getting them again. I'm getting all this other garbage that I'll never use, but those that I really want, just it's in true Monster Hunter fashion. What you want, you never get. So what is it? It's a, it's it's like a decoration you can put on your armor, and it will help with the poison gas that he emits. Right. It'll either limit the time that you're affected by it, or if you had enough, it'll negate it altogether like most charms. So it's almost like a buff? Yeah. Okay. And it would be perfect for him to have it negated all the way. And I had at least two of them that I can remember. And right. And I just said, nah, I won't need these. Because I've got that stupid coil. That's what that's for. No. And then ball sack came out. Yeah. Ball hollow sack. So I'm I'm pissed that I'll let those go, but nothing I can do about it now. Uh, I also played uh, one more boss on Shadow of the Colossus. I'm still trying to alternate between the two. How many have you beaten so far? Just three. Okay. And I actually got to play Mario Kart. I played the Switch a little bit when I was at my brother's. How was that? Mario Kart is Mario Kart. There's nothing different about it. Yeah. I mean, but it looks... It's fun, it's fun it's, still. Yeah, it's still fun. I was really tired when I played it because I was like, I'm ready to go home and go to bed. And right. they were like, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? And I was like, just one game and I'm I'm good. And I think I played as Link on a motorcycle. Right. And it was pretty cool. I mean, he controlled pretty well. And I won three out of the four races, I think. And then, That's of course, cool. I got called a cheater. <laughs> I was like, I, I don't cheater. I'm not a... I don't cheat. I'm playing the game just like you are. <laughs> but it was all in good fun, yeah. But, uh, no, it was, it was fun. I mean, it's, like I said, it's Mario Kart. Did you play Breath of the Wild at all? I watched my brother play it for a little bit, and it what? What it really kind of made me want to try it. Because you hear people talk about the open world aspect of Zelda, and it's like, okay, I've got to see it for myself. Right. And watching him just... I don't know, walk around this large... I mean, the map is huge, a lot larger than I was expecting. And then 
he was just kind of observing the areas, trying to figure out, well, hey, there's a thing down there I got to go get. How am I going to do that? And he just floated down there. And I was like, okay, are you going to make it? No, you're not going to make it. And he made it. And I was like, all right, well. Floated. What do you mean floated? He, they have like a little, uh, I want to say like a leaf or something. It was kind of like something they had in one of the other games where you can have an item, you jump off, and you just kind of float down. It's very similar in that regard. And I don't know. It was just it was really cool watching him play it and understanding what you can do because I knew for a fact that if I ever got my hands on that, I would be gone for a while. Right. Because it would be one that I would dig into deep just like he does. He, you know, he was sitting there saying, I'm going to collect everything. I'm going to look at everything. All the things that, he, that I would do, he's doing. So I was like, yeah, this is going to take me a while if I ever get my hands on it. Right. So, but I don't have one right now, and I've got a backlog of PlayStation games, so I'm just I'm going to focus on those, and right. I'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. All one right. day, when, huh? you grow, when you grow up. When I grow up. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to move on to our news. Let's do it. All right. Uh, we're going to actually follow up with a story that we, uh, or a few hey, stories hey. that we actually reported on. It's just like old times. Just like old times, man. Just like it. Welcome it's good back. to be back. I'm glad. I'm glad you're back. Uh, <laughs> Carry on, sir. Last week uh, on the show, we mentioned that President Trump was planning a meeting with some video game execs, uh, much to the surprise of a lot of the people that had no idea there was a meeting even taking place. Yep. But a real meeting was actually set up this for last week uh, for Trump and the ESA on Thursday. Now, the ESA issued a statement ahead of time saying that the meeting, uh, or about the meeting, pointing out that video games are plainly not the issue. In a t- in, or entertainment, I'm... I'm I'm doing it. It's I'm, okay. I'm struggling. It's, it's okay. okay. Uh, entertainment is distributed and consumed globally, but the U.S. is the only uh, nation that has had an exponentially higher level of gun violence. And I think that's a fair point, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not like these games yeah. are not going everywhere They're else. They're everywhere. So uh, they continued by saying that they uh, plan to have a very fact-based conversation about ratings and the tools that they provide for parents to make informed choices. And also, I don't know if you saw this, but Trump apparently had no idea that there were game ratings. Okay, here's the thing. That was one of his suggestions. Yeah, but with that, if you have to be 18 to buy some of these games, yeah, the parents go and buy them for them. Mm-hmm. That's their pro- That's their fault. Yeah. So. Like John, little Johnny don't need Grand Theft Auto Five because they just say, "Oh, I, mommy, I want it." Okay, yeah. They don't. They don't. As long as you'll shut up. Yeah, they don't explore what the game is, what it's about, or anything like that. They're just like, okay, that's the problem. Parents yeah. need to be more involved in what they're letting their children consume. Uh, Michael Gallagher, who's the head of the ESA, Robert Altman, who's not the director, Robert Altman. I don't know if you remember him or not. He's the CEO of uh, Zenimax, which is the parent company of Bethesda, and Strauss Zelnick, the chief executive of Take-Two, which is the parent company of 2K and Rockstar, were some of the big names in attendance to this meeting. Before the meeting even took place, the International Game Developers Association made a bold statement on Twitter with the phrase, we will not be used as a scapegoat, pretty much summing up the declaration in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Now... I didn't get a lot of the details. A lot of the details of the meeting were sparse, so I tried to get what I could. Uh, I did find out that it kind of started off uh, to a rocky start because they referred to the ESRB president, Patricia Vance, as Mr. Vance. Yeah. And Patricia is a woman's name if you're not in the know. 
the ESA apparently uh, pointed out that there is no evidence supporting claims connecting violence in video games. You know, they've been hammering that home. I, we've talked about it. We agree. Uh, the Parents Television Council disagreed, but yet had no evidence to back it up. But they apparently did show a video of just non-stop video game violence. Yeah. And was just like, there, there, you see? But that doesn't prove anything. That just shows the violence in the video game. Yeah. So, I don't know. They uh, Overall, they say it was a fact-finding mission was what the meeting was supposed to be about. And I did get a sense. Uh, there was a statement from the White House where it almost seemed like, well, we're going to continue to you know dig into this deeper, and we're going to figure out what we can do. So this is not going away. It, it just seems like it's being stuck. It's going to stick as long as they don't talk about guns. Yeah, and that's the problem. But I do. I, I'm very proud of the SA and even the International Game Developers Association for making a stand, and and I hope they continue to do I that do because as long as they are making a stand and saying we're not the problem. There, there can be a lot of pushback, yeah. and it's going to be bad for them. I would hope. Well, dude, you're going to change if you start like saying, "Well, this type of violence can't be in video games." You're going to change everything. The landscape will go crazy. It, oh my, it'll be terrible. Yeah, like The Last of Us. We won't be playing that. Mm-mm. Even though, and that was another thing. I was sitting there thinking about every zombie game. Are you going yeah. to tell me that's the same? Yeah. yeah, as something like Grand Theft Auto, where, I mean, if you're going to compare, trying to say, well, which is more des- desensitizing for children, well, stealing cars and running people over and killing people in cold blood just at random seems like it would desensitize you more than just killing zombies, things that are not real. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So where's that line? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And they've quit talking about like. Anything guns, mm-hmm. that's gone. Yeah, because it's, we've got another topic to distract yeah, the public from. Because NRA wants it that way. Mm-hmm. And it'll keep going that way until... At least there is still pushback, though. I will I, say that. Here's the thing. All they got to do is one thing, and like you will shut everybody up. Background checks for everything. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do. But, you know, I will say this. I'll, I'm, I'm very proud of uh, department stores for implementing their own yeah. set of rules, saying, well... This is what's going to happen where you had, what was it, Dick's Sporting Goods, Walmart. They were saying, well, it's going to be 21 and up. Good. Great. Perfect. Because at least at that point, think about that. Not saying that it's going to be a complete deterrent for a kid to not shoot up a school. But say, I mean, that that kid that did that a few weeks ago in Florida, he was 19, right? He bought it when he was 18. He bought it. was Okay. So during that time that he was not part of that school, there would be a good four years give or take, that he would not have access to a gun, hopefully. And maybe he would just cool off in that point to where he's just like, I don't care anymore. Screw it. And he'll just move along with his business. I say nine out of ten would do that. And then you'd have that one who would go to Leroy Jenkins and get the gun. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But it's so simple. The answer is kind of right there. And they won't do anything. At least it's a start to see how it'll work. Yeah, because if that if that at least drops the rate, right? Good, that's a start. You at least know that something worked, but you have to try it before you'll know. This is not going to make a difference. Yeah, because they're just talking about nothing right now. All you're going to do is kill that industry. Right. Not to say that not to say that there aren't games out there that rely on this, 
that can't. I mean, Nintendo would be you in the. You can't clear. tell an effective story <laughs> if, like, The Last of Us. You can't tell that story. No. And you There's, have to have those moments, or it doesn't feel the same way. You don't feel that, um, that land or that that place that you're at, that universe. You don't feel it. And that's that's even a fair point because they say that there's desens- you know, being desensitized. It, I, I can't feel like that would actually kind of fall back onto the storytellers, don't you think? Yeah. Because take for instance the uh, the Telltale's Walking Dead, the first season, where you had to shoot duck. Yeah, that hurt. You know, yeah. he might have annoyed the hell out of me, but the way they, they made you did care that on purpose. For, the the way they made you care for that kid, you you felt it. You did yeah. not want to do it. Jenna cried. And that's that's what that's what it needs to be. That's what they need to understand. If you have emotional connection to these characters to the point where you hesitate and you feel it, that's gonna that's gonna bother you. Yeah. And I even you know, and to even say it like this. Well, you know what? We'll talk about it a little bit later because I've got another topic that'll that'll kind of fall in line too. Well, but, I, I like that idea. Okay, we'll do that later. Uh, but anyway, on a related topic, there were students uh, from a school called Cushman School, which is a private school in Florida. Yeah. They apparently decided to protest violence in video games by just getting rid of their violent video games. In what's being called the One More Parent Pledge, the school laid out goals to or that the students and their families can work toward to make their children safer. In a blog post, the head of the school referenced research data taken from police departments investigating school shootings and stated that one common thread among them was an emotional disconnect and engagement in violent video games. And that's just such horseshit. That can be any kid. Okay, but think about how many kids play video games and how many... You're going to have... It's just like buying a new console. You're going to have 1% of something go wrong. I mean, you're telling me that all these kids have you know all these other kids who are playing video games so then it goes to a mental illness issue which he said it was a mental illness issue Mm -hmm. but he jerked that right out of the plans in the first 41 days him and congress both Mm -hmm. anyway because of this common thread the uh as they are asking parents to ban their children from playing video games or violent video games and limiting their time on others so i'm assuming they're saying the way that almost comes off is saying, "All right, well, he can't play Grand Theft Auto, but he can play Super Mario Odyssey, but just for a little while, yeah. Because who's who knows what that's going to lead? Oh, you're to. just going to go and jump around on somebody's head and squish them. Yeah, well, that's vi- video game violence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, can't even um, watch Looney Tunes anymore, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get into that. How many times <laughs> a sticks of dynamite and yeah pans to the face, anvils and uh, yeah. They anyway. got ready. Do you see Looney Tunes on TV anymore? Nope. Nope. Uh, a bin was actually placed near the main office of the school for kids and or parents to place their discarded games into. I feel like... I feel like the school traded them bitches in and got all their money at GameStop <laughs> and, and bought cookies yeah, for every damn body. I mean, anybody with any sense would have. How can we fund our school year? Hmm. Violent video games. Let's do it. Let's Take trade them in. GameStop. GameStop. Get $40. <laughs> Breaks one. All right. Well, next story uh, that we're following up on is we spoke last week about the controversial release of Chrono Trigger on Steam. Uh, how many of the users were very disappointed at the game they got. Uh, apparently, it was like a mobile device port, is what it seemed to be. Shit. Yeah. Really? Oh, so geez. instead of porting over the Super Nintendo version, <laughs> um, 
Anyway, Square Enix eventually spoke up on the, the Steam's uh, game page, and they mentioned that they are in the process of assessing the situation, which comes off as like, how are we going to fix this? Oh, well, y'all realized that we fucked up. <laughs> yeah, put, put a decent version of the game on there, and people won't be mad. It's very simple. Uh, next thing I have is uh, Capcom announced that Monster Hunter World has become the company's best-selling video game of all time. Nice. Currently sitting at 7.5 million units shipped worldwide. Isn't that crazy, though? But Capcom? Yeah, that was what I was sitting there thinking. Isn't it kind of odd? Because you think of the franchises they have. Street Fighter Street and Fighter, Mega, Mega Man. Mega Man, yeah. And this is your best-selling game ever? And all the other Monster Hunters. Yeah. So I'm confused. I guess not really is confused. Is it best or fastest-selling game? It says the best-selling. Wow. Yeah. So how have they been in business all these years? I don't know, and I, I would like to know how many more people bought it on uh, PlayStation than Xbox. Yeah, that would be an interesting thing to know. I'm actually kind of curious to know how many people are actually holding out for that PC version. Oh, so it's a year away. Uh, I think well, if you want to play, if you like that game, like you like that game, and you had a PC, you would play it now and then. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be mods or something like that you can do oh, in that yeah. game. PC always gets mods. Yep. Anyway, but they, yeah, that that just kind of blew my mind. Seven point five million kind of seems low, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you figure it's only on two consoles, really. Yeah, Xbox true. and PlayStation. I mean, didn't didn't we say before? I think like with Cuphead. I know we've talked about things like that, didn't it? I don't remember. Oh no, no, it was like two million. Okay, so maybe like overall, right? Yeah. Like it did like a hundred thousand in its first week or something like mm-hmm. that, if I remember right. right. Maybe I'm. I guess you you think bigger numbers with units and yeah i don't know it just seems small for some reason well they give so many statistics now it's like okay it's the fastest selling game mm-hmm. the best selling game then there's the i don't know whatever cuphead you know uh, so this many in one week and you're like well okay well, how is 7.5 million with capcom the the highest selling game they have mm-hmm. i don't know yeah that just anyway uh, next story I've got is uh, Congregate, which is a game publisher best known for mobile games, has announced their plans to launch their own PC gaming service very much in the vein of Steam. Jesus. Currently dubbed Cartridge with a K. Haha. <laughs> wink, wink, because Congregate starts with a K. Uh, the project is set to primarily focus on indie PC games and will launch this spring. Now, this isn't set to be a Steam knockoff, as Congregate wants to encourage users to be... Uh, using social media messaging and chat boards in this this app or whatever you want to call it. And there will even be a way to earn special achievements, which I think uh, Steam also has. Yeah. So I don't really know how that's different. Uh, they also hope to make this service huge for developers, allowing them to upload, upload their games with no fees. And the option... Uh, to set the pay scale at their discretion. So they can have a free-to-play game, a pay-what-you-want game like Humble, or premium, whatever you want. Right. And I kind of feel like I know the name, like I've heard the name Congregate, but I could not tell you one mobile no, game they've done. I really can't either. They probably, I guarantee you they do some of them zombie games. Probably. <laughs> zombie shooter games. It's just one of those meh games is what they are. They're fun to play at the dentist's office. Mm. And that's it. Uh, next story I have is that uh, we last week Quantic Dream posted on Twitch or Twitter, 
I don't know why I said Twitch. Twitch, Twitter, they're about the same. Yeah. Uh, Twitter, that uh, three big names have joined their upcoming game, Detroit Become Human. The first is Minka Kelly, who is best known for TV shows like Friday Night Lights, Jane the Virgin, and Almost Human. The next is Clancy Brown, who is no stranger to voice acting in video games. He was recently heard as Sutor in Thor Ragnarok. He was Lex Luthor in Superman the Animated Series and Justice League in the 90s and 2000s. And he was also Lex Luthor in the Lego Batman video games. And if you're more familiar with the video game aspect, he was Alex Ryder in Mass Effect Andromeda. And the best bit of trivia I like pulling out for him when it comes to voice acting is he is Mr. Krabs on Spongebob. Are you kidding me? No, I am not. How does he do that voice? I don't know, but it's amazing. It he is. goes from that deep baritone, awesome voice he has to Mr. Krabs, or however. I don't know. I don't do Mr. Krabs. Hey, boy, oh, like he got a sounds like Aubrey almost. <laughs> and last, but certainly not least, is the legendary Lance Henriksen, who is best known as Bishop in Aliens, among yep. other mm-hmm. numerous projects. We can go on and on about. Pumpkinhead was one of my favorites yep. that he did. Yeah, but that movie scared me so bad <laughs> when I was little. Uh, chances are, if you don't know his name, you know his face. Uh, the game releases on May 25th. Uh, not that the game really needed him, but that just excites me for it further. I mean, this, so, look at the, the acting that they have in it yeah. now. Like, that's just going to draw you in. I mean, I'm not familiar with uh, the Minka Kelly girl. I know that I know that name. Dude. I might know her face, but her yeah. name eludes me. But yeah, the other two, bring them on, dude. All right, I got a few quick hits here for quick you. Hits. Just a few little things. Uh, former CEO Paul Raines, or former CEO of GameStop, Paul Raines, passed away last week. Uh, his work with the company helped mold it into the GameStop we know today and even helped frame the forthcoming PowerPass program. Do you know anything about that? No. Apparently, PowerPass... PowerPass. That PowerPass. The PowerPass program... Uh, apparently, this is from the information that I got. It will enable in God in that, in enable enable subscribers <laughs> to rent out pre-owned video games for the duration of the subscription and keep one when the period concludes. Does that sound like something you would get in on? Maybe. Well, how, how much is it? I don't know. I really don't. I didn't see a price point on it yet. I mean, it's GameFly, right? <laughs> it's well, yeah, it's what I think that's probably what it's trying to uh to compete with because well, they do have that competition so there. you get a game mm-hmm. and you pay this amount of money each month and you can play as many games as you want right but if you We're don't pl- if you stop playing you get to keep that game you're just done with it mm-hmm. you keep it and see i think that's how gamefly was wasn't it well you didn't if know you, you never got to keep a game you had to return it but you could you could buy them right well, yeah. i think there was an option if you liked the game you could buy it Right. And then they would send you the box, but I don't remember how it worked. I think you actually had to go online and say, I want to buy this, click the button, they would oh, charge so I've never you done it. something. I know I bought one or two from them, but I can't remember what they were. I remember, was it, well, I remember you got, had, yeah, you had gameplay. He was playing like Resident Evil Revelations or something on the... That would have been on the 3DS? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember you playing at work. But I don't think I got that from Gamefly. I just remember you got something from Gamefly that was on in uh, on the 3ds. I thought I, it's very possible. I know I want alternated. Buy it. Yeah, so. it's possible. I don't know. Uh, next little tidbit 
or quick hit, as I like to say. A oh, well, a quick. Let, let me get back to that. I'm sorry, uh, Paul Reigns. Uh, you know what he did. Uh, well beloved individual <laughs> who wishes family well. I feel yeah. I, I I messed that up. I I feel bad now. I shouldn't have even said anything. Yeah, you know what he did. That that guy. That guy that did that stuff. I'm sorry. With that thing. I'm, if his family is listening now, I apologize. They're probably. That's not. That's not what I intended. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four was announced with yes. a release date of October 12th. They should have the good zombies on there. Mm-hmm. The ones we had to build the windows back up. Yeah. I don't know why they took that away. I, I love that. You should still play zombies. A limited edition God of War for PS4 Pro coming alongside the game release on April 20th. The console and controller are Leviathan Gray, and the console is adorned with sigils and gold accent and oh, comes with nice. a physical copy of the game. And it'll only run you Three ninety nine ninety nine, which is about what they run. Don't isn't that's it? exactly what they run. So hey, look at that! You get a free game if you buy that. So plus a kick ass console. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. That looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, State of Decay two. I'm I'm trying to articulate very well here, dude. I would I, I would love to play that game. Eh. I'm telling you, dude, it, it's gonna be good. Perhaps. Uh, it will be arriving on Xbox One and Windows 10 on May 22nd of this year. There was also a uh, big Nintendo Direct uh, that dropped the, uh, Thursday. Right. And it, they they had a list of games that they're coming through. I'm, I'm going to try to touch on them. And we can just say like, yay or meh. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces. Meh. Meh. Uh, WarioWare Gold. Meh. Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers. What in the hell is that about? This is like the... Uh, I probably lost track. This is maybe the third or fourth Dylan's Rolling Western series. What do they do? It was on the 3DS. It was kind of like a tower defense game, but you had to kind of use the stylus to make him roll and control Meh. him and stuff like that. Meh. It, it was kind of fun. Meh. A little frustrating. Meh. Hey, I played at least the first one. It was all right. Uh, there's a Mario and Luigi Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey, which I guess is like a remake or a re-release of, of a Nintendo DS game. Meh. <laughs> I mean, the Mario and Luigi series, I'll give them credit. It's it's actually a good series. I kind of wish they would expand on it a little bit. Yeah, so I was saying, like, when you... Because it's, it's humorous. I thought you was talking about a brand new game. No, no. So I was intrigued. No. They don't do brand new games very often. Uh, Detective Pikachu. I actually heard him talk. It was kind of weird. Is it Ryan Reynolds' voice? No. What does it, it sound just, like? Oh gosh, what are you doing? Kind of has that. But it's Ryan Reynolds, right? No, this is this is a game. He's oh, going to so be. He, oh, yeah, that's Detective right. He's in the Pikachu movie. in the movie. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, there was a Luigi's Mansion remake mentioned for the 3DS. It looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> because oh. because. When you see what it looked like on the GameCube, and it looked fine, and then you see what it looks like on the 3DS, it just looks so downgraded and terrible. Right. I loved Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube, but I don't know if I'd rebuy it. No. Just a crummy remake. A crummy remake? A crummy one. Crummy. Now, I think uh, when I threw Mario Tennis in there, that was a Switch game. Those were... The rest of them were 3DS games. Now I'm going to talk about the rest of the Switch games that were announced. Oh. Um, there was Undertale, which is good for them. Yeah. Little Nightmares, 
good for them. Yeah. I, I want to I play that. I do too. I want to play it so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Crash Bandicoot, which was a surprise, and yeah. it's actually going to Xbox One and PC yeah, on that. top of that. You know, that was the rumor a long time ago, and it's, you know, Activision, yeah. right? Aren't they the ones that still publish I believe that? so, yeah. Yeah. They just said they had to happen. remove all the Naughty Dog references and such. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh, there was Kirby Star Allies, I think that's what it was called. It kind of looked like um, Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Where it was, you had four characters that could play all simultaneously, except with yeah. Kirby characters. So, uh, they're getting Okami HD, some game called Sushi Striker, <laughs> Dark Souls Remastered, okay, South Park: The Fractured But Whole, okay, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, mm. which kind of looks fun, I guess. No, uh, I actually got to see gameplay of Travis Strikes Again, which is No More Heroes Three. It looks different which i don't know i don't know i don't know yet because i know how the others if you're happy well look at it this way the first game you had a map that you could traverse to go to each fight okay Uh now in the second one they removed that element and just made it go from you're gonna you know warp so to speak you just choose the spot on the map and you move on to the next fight so it's almost like they took out some of the the fat so to speak in the first game and try to trim it out a little bit so it could move faster right but it was still kind of this third person combat where you would fight everybody this almost looks like they moved it to a uh, top down almost diagonal but i don't know if that's some other portion of the game that's maybe copying another game because in the game they said he's going to be warping from different like two different game worlds right so maybe they're trying to keep the aesthetic the same for those games in some way. Right, like one of them's Dead Nation, and you're playing with the top right. down, and then the next one's like uh, Mario. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how that's going to work, but I did see where it looked like he was doing the, the normal fighting like they did in the other games, so as long as I've got that, cool. I just, I shouldn't doubt it, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I like what Suda51 does. I guess I'm just, he did. They did say exclusive. I know you were saying, well, maybe it'll wind up on PS4, but they said exclusively. So, um, Microsoft does the same thing. No, we'll see. Because if I find out, if I find out it's coming anywhere else, just like the okay, you can guarantee. I wish I had a, a con like the thing right now, hmm. like for like Crash Bandicoot. I wonder if it says only on PlayStation. Mm, I don't know, but yeah, you got a point. Hmm. I haven't. I've never paid attention to that. Let me see. Well, we'll see. Look at that. Uh, but the biggest announcement that came out of that Nintendo Direct was the announcement of a new Smash Brothers. First speculation that anybody had was: Is this a port of the Wii U version oh and God, the 3DS version? Be. But if you pay close attention, because all they really did was kind of create a um, uh, full motion video. Not a full motion video. What do you call them? Pre-rendered. The CG. CGI. God. My brain's not working. I'm a little tired. Anyway, but in the video, you see shadows of the fighters. You see Mario, and then you see Link. But if you pay attention to what Link's wearing, even though it's very shaded and shadowed, it's the Breath of the Wild outfit. So unless they're just skinning him over with a new outfit, this should be a new game. Right. And it did say it was going to release this year. So that's amazing. Let's see if that actually works. Uh, another little quick hit that I've got. 
It does say that, doesn't it? It doesn't, it doesn't say it. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. That was for Crash Bandicoot, if you were. Yeah, yeah that's for Crash. Crash. Yeah, we're, we're behind the scenes over here doing yeah, we are. wheeling and dealing here. <laughs> uh, uh, Crash Bandicoot does not say uh, only on PlayStation. So very true. I wonder if that's something they do to kind of set it apart. Could be. With their games. Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't ever see it say exclusive much. It will say no. only on PlayStation. If, if they know it's only for their console, yeah. they'll slap that little right. tag on there. Uh, next little quick hit I got is Sonic the Hedgehog will begin filming in July with a release date of November 15th, 2019. Outside of the director, who is Jeff Fowler, and executive producer Tim Miller, no cast has been announced. So, man, where's, where's everybody? I mean, They're, how are you going to start filming if there, you don't have anybody? This kind of sounds like a rush like, job. Kind of like the White House. Yeah. Uh, the first bit of DLC for the Fractured But Whole, called uh, From Dusk Till Casa Bonita, will release <laughs> on March 20th. It adds a new story campaign and new superhero class called the Netherborn, which I think is like vampires, and will be the first of two new story expansions for the game. I probably need to get back and, and get those at some point. And it's funny because I've been re-watching the show and a lot of the references now I get. Right. Like, Stuff from the show, if I hadn't been watching it, I'd be like, well, who are these new characters? Who's this person? But right. now I know exactly what, like Casa Bonita, there was an entire episode about that. I don't know if you are familiar with it or not. I'm, I feel like I remember him saying, Casa Bonita. Yeah. Cartman was like in love with this place. Like it was the greatest place in the world. And I think his mom took him there one the time. Taco place? Kind of, but it was like a Mexican restaurant slash theme park. Some yeah, some like weird a, thing like that. And Kyle was going for his birthday, and he didn't invite Cartman. He's like, "No, screw you! You're not going to my birthday party. You just the only reason you want to go is because you want to go to Casa Bonita." And he was trying everything in his power to go, yeah. and he threw on the pity and he was like, "Oh, Kyle, it's okay if you don't want to invite me and all that stuff." And he'd invited Butters. So Cartman tried to find a way to push Butters out of the way. Like he faked some story that a bomb had gone off and put him in like a bomb shelter. And it was like, where's where's Butters? I don't know. And it got to that point where, you know, Kyle was like, well, we don't know where Butters is. So if you want to go. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. He's, a, he's an ass. He is so good, though. I love him. Uh. Now I'm going to move on to our rumor mill, and I've actually got quite a few. It's been churning. Yeah, it has been churning. Uh, rumor has it that Geralt of Rivia will be a playable character in Soul Calibur Six. That's what I heard. He will. He yeah. would fit. You had Link. Oh, yeah. So why not? I mean, I'm down for that. I heard early this week that, you know, I guess they were just kind of touching on it. Mm-hmm. He was going to co-star in a game or appear in a game, but not be the main character. Yeah. So that would... I mean, I, I think it'd be a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, He's got a sword. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice could be coming to Xbox One. I would say probably so. Mm-hmm. Pokemon Switch title, whatever that is. Pokemon which I actually thought... Switch. Well, they, it's an untitled Pokemon Switch game, which I actually thought they said was debunked that this was not happening. Oh. But apparently it resurfaced. And it's apparently, happening. it's going to reboot the franchise with Detective Pikachu. But my big question is, how? What are you going to do to reboot it exactly? I mean, what do you do to reboot Pokemon? They're just going to start it over. <laughs> well, but 
in what better way? graphics I mean, reboot you, everything. That's that's all it really seems like. So are you telling me that? I mean, what can you do different to different make that story, game probably. any different than what it is? You you that's the whole purpose. You go out, you catch Pokemon, and you create a collection. So what can you do to make it different? I don't know. I don't know either. No clue. Uh, Spyro the Dragon could be making a comeback in the way of a remake, a la Crash Bandicoot. Nice. Are you, you like Spyro? I never played Spyro, so well, I don't have I don't a connection either. I just I always know he was popular. I know that he got kind of shoved off on was it Skylanders? Yeah, like yep. that's where he got pigeonholed in for a while. I think he's owned by Activision, also though. Probably. Uh, villains in Super Mario Odyssey could be seeing costume changes via DLC. Why? I don't know. Why not? You dress up your bad guys. Why like, not? I just want my bad guys to have tie-dye t-shirts on okay. today. <laughs> and Sega has a surprise announcement for Sega Fest 2018. <laughs> That's a Sega Fest. Sega Fest. Sega Fest? Sega Fest. What is that? It's apparently short for festival. It's not fest. It's fest. Sega fest. Sega fest. Sega fest. That's stupid. Maybe it's like a conference. No, I would st- no. But they have a surprise announcement, man. Do you what know what it? it was last time? What was it? A uh, game called Two Point Hospital. Huh? Two Point Hospital. Two Point Hospital. Yeah, that was their big announcement last time. What in the hell this time? I don't know. <laughs> Three point <laughs> hospital. <laughs> like, yeah, remember that big old shocker we gave you last time? Well, Knock your socks off. <laughs> oh, and there was one other thing I did want to uh, bring up. This is something I kind of read on the way over. Uh, I actually heard that um, Days Gone got pushed to 2019. Yep. So, did they say why? Not really. Just, I mean, if you're if you're looking to make it better, okay, that, that's what it is. So that's something fine. something. I, okay, I just hope it's not something is broke. Okay, the zombie yeah. horde is broke. I, we can't figure it out. Yeah, okay, like we can get it in a small area, but what, what does it do after that? And we can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not that, but I don't think it is. Sony Band's a good studio. Yeah, we hope so. All right, it's time for weird news. Weird news. I've got some interesting little weird news now. Have you ever seen Pikachu with teeth? The- like. Because he would look like a mouse. He doesn't have teeth, does he? Well, <laughs> let me get to that. An artist by the na- who goes by the name of Dietz, is in D-E-E-T-Z, Dietz, posted several pictures on Tumblr taking stills of Pikachu from the game Detective Pikachu and adding human teeth into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the artist did this after stating that Pikachu's large mouth looked morally wrong and was a sign of demonic possession. Uh, if you can find these pictures, look them up. It's actually quite funny because it it doesn't look wrong. It looks funny, but it doesn't look wrong either. However, uh, leave it to internet nerds to ruin everything because they were quick to point out, Pikachu has teeth. You just can't see them. So, you know, humor flies over the heads of so many people today. It's just sad. Uh, how next, you, how'd you say he spelled his name? Who? Uh, D E E. How many E's was that? Was that T T Z D Z T Z. Yeah, like give me your deets, girl. Let me get them deets. All right, I'm gonna move on. Where you're looking at Pikachu? Go ahead, I gotta see his teeth. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's kind of humorous. Uh, the next 
a bit of weird news I have is uh, we actually talked about this last year where Nintendo fans lost their minds that Mario might no longer be a plumber due to a description of the character on Nintendo's page. Now, to refresh your memory, the description read, He's an all-around sporty guy. Whether it's tennis, baseball, soccer, or car racing, he does everything cool. I guess those are cool. Uh, As a matter of fact, he also seems to have worked as a plumber a long time ago. That's all it said. Does it say he's not a plumber? No. It just said he worked as a plumber a long time ago. doesn't mean that he's not a plumber. So, to unwad everyone's panties, Nintendo recently added this line, His occupation is plumber, however, his activity is not confined to that area. So, there you go. I don't understand why they care. I don't, well, you know, if if people would pay attention, much like the quote before it was implying, but sometimes need it spelled out. Right. These are fictional characters. Fictional characters. <laughs> Just so you know, Pikachu has zero teeth. Well, in most cases, but where the the internet nerd came, if you want it on TV, he's got teeth. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. You know, because it matters that Pikachu has teeth. How does he eat? How did he eat? Well, he's a mouse Pokemon of some kind. He just so. absorbs cheese. There, yeah, there you go. He just sucks it in through his electricity. Damn. Okay, the next thing I have is... Have you ever wanted to learn how to seduce a woman properly? I have never wondered that because I've properly done it. Okay. If you need proper coaching, though, you should try Super Seducer, which is a PC game that teaches you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. The game was actually created by well-known seduction guru Richard LaRuina. I hope I said his name right. And he puts you into normal, everyday situations and allow you to do whatever you want to pick up a lady. And when I mean whatever you want. You Can't walk up a to a girl. Sanchez. You work, walk up to a girl on the, the sidewalk, right? And apparently you're new to the neighborhood. And you start talking to her. And you're carrying on a conversation. So one of the things you can do is you can ask her where she lives in the neighborhood. You can ask her for her phone number. You can start scratching your balls. I would so scratch my balls. And, and these things actually lead to... Uh, cutscenes where the lady will either be like uh, uncomfortable because you know if you say hey do you live around here where do you live that's kind of creepy if so you start creepy. scratching your balls or touching yourself in the clip she's like oh my god you pervert let me alone obviously <laughs> and the guy comes back on he's like these are things you don't want to do <laughs> no shit uh, <laughs> I want to play this game Yeah, obviously the ladies are going to respond if you come off like a creep. What makes it even better is that the scenes are played out, like I said, in full motion video. So he's there coaching it. It's like pre-acted scenes, how the scenarios come out. So many options you could do or say. i kind of curious. I'd want to see what all the options are. Yeah. Because they're at least, from what I could see, and there might be more, at least four to eight on the screen that you can choose from. So this sounds cool, right? I guess. If I can scratch my nuts in front of a woman, I'm I'm game. <laughs> just to, just to see what she does. I want to see what she does. There was another one, if I can remember it correctly. You, there are two women sitting on a couch. I'm guessing at a bar or a club or something like that. And he's like, "How do you approach these two ladies?" One of the options was to creep up behind them creepily <laughs> behind the couch and just kind of surface and be like, "Hello, ladies, how are you doing?" I'm doing. And that. then they punch him in his face. <laughs> wow. 
Like, here's, I guarantee you, if you do that nine times out of ten, like, just go and scratch your balls next to a woman, you're going to get one. <laughs> you are going to get one. It's going to be like, oh, oh, damn. What are you doing? Scratching your balls in front of me. Hmm. <laughs> well, as, as fun as this game sounds, Sony doesn't think so because it was on their game schedule and now it's been pulled. Oh, Sony, you're letting me down. Yeah. And apparently the game has also uh, been eyeballed by numerous anti-harassment organizations saying that the game needs to be hidden That's, under a rock and starved to death. That is why. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess I don't blame them. Yeah, you gotta... But but you're not... You're I don't not, blame a big company for doing that because everybody rides on that and that one thing can ruin you. But you're not harassing I know. people. I mean, you are, but... You're, you're it's cause and effect yeah it's not like you're just doing it being a creep and it's like well that's what happens you know they yeah. the guy does come on there and say please it's corny to be sure but right i kind of feel like they're a little off who knows uh the last bit of weird news i have is do you like playing oregon trail yes is it a memory you hold dear yes. in your heart yeah during um uh what fifth grade maybe in computer class mm-hmm. what if i told you you could Go and play Oregon Trail while traveling down the Oregon Trail. Like hypothetically, if that's what you wanted to do, ain't that what we did? You could have, but what I mean is, is you can get excited because now Oregon Trail is now a handheld game. I've already played it on my iPhone. Not on your phone, an actual handheld game, a handheld device, brought to you by Basic Fun, and you can nab this cool little gem for twenty four ninety nine. But if handhelds aren't your bag, you can get yourself a card game version for $10 less. And it's all the Oregon Trail fun you remember on a handheld. Man, next story. <laughs> that is so dumb. No. We've well, had people running out in front of cars. Nostalgia glasses keep this stuff alive. Golly. Yeah. Man, that I, game was fun, but dang. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll say that I have you know come across like remakes they've done on your phone. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'll give Played it a try. A Just, bit, yeah. Give it a go and died of dysentery in like a month. And then when it happens, I'm like, screw this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Like little Richard died. God damn it. Like I Richard, stay close to the wagon. Like, why are you wandering out? Yeah. All Richard right. Richard got taken. I had two people got Indians got him. That's good. Maybe they'll they'll do something. Are you buzzing over there? I hear you buzzing. I am buzzing, but I'm not gonna answer that. Zzz, That's my daddy. Oh, you daddy. Daddy, I'm gonna call you back. All right, tell him you call him back. We're just going to keep this show going. Now, I've got a topic that's based off of uh, something we were talking about earlier, and I said we'd get back to it, because I wanted to get, you know, opinions on this as well. Because there was an opinion piece that dropped on CNN from Jeremy Balinson, who's the founding director of Stanford's Virtual Human Interaction Lab and professor in the Department of Communication. In this piece, he claimed that violent video games were essentially a virtual boot camp that are training kids to be professional killers. He pointed out a court case in 2012, and it came out of Norway, where a claim was made that the murderer used holographic aiming devices in the game Call of Duty to develop his skill. As claims go even further, stating that games should not make their mechanics realistic, and even suggest that games... Swap out human targets for non-human targets in hopes of causing a form of disassociation. So my question to you is, do you believe that video games can teach players to be efficient killers? Man, hell no. Efficient killers? Yes. No. 
Lord, no. That is ridiculous. Like, ain't, I'm never going to run out there and do a flip and throw a knife and then shoot two people out of a tree. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it because there ain't going to be nobody in a damn tree and I'm not going to have a knife to be able to throw at anybody. It's just stupid. Well, his the, the one thing that just blows my mind is his claim that games have real like realistic mechanics that shooting a gun is going to be the same holding a controller. You can do that on your game and then you can go right out there, take the same caliber gun that you're using in that video game and you're going to have the same exact experience. No, no, you're not. Because I'm not just moving my right thumb and then hitting a trigger finger mm -hmm. and aiming. No, I'm not doing that. Plus you're talking about the kickback from the gun. Yeah. Recoil. You got the weight. There's so many factors that come into firing a weapon. And not to mention the tension that would be, you'd be under like a great amount of stress yeah. if something like that happened. And you know, it was funny. Um, I actually remember a an episode of Penn and Teller bullshit that they did on, on Showtime. Right. And they were talking about video game violence. They actually took a kid who, you know, had played video games and did not have those tendencies. Right. And... He'd never shot a gun in his life, so they asked his mom if it would be okay if he could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of put him in that situation. Same gun, same everything. The kid did it. He shot. Not to say that he, you know, had like a, a perfect shot or anything like that, but he hit his target. Right. But when it was over, the kid was crying. It was different. It was Scary. Like you said, it's, it's not the same. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll say this as an example. When I play, I'll use Far Cry. That's a good example. Yeah. Far Cry, you have options where you can, you know, be a little bit more melee or you can use your guns. I always, for whatever reason, go for the melee because of the way they kind of set up the combat. Right. You know, it seems like I can get in there, you know, take people out pretty quick and then just move along. So I don't want to use my guns unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. And obviously it's kind of violent what I'm doing, you know, stabbing people in their necks or wherever the hell. And it's, is brutal. My mindset is I could, I don't think I could do that in real life. No, I can't. You know, it, it's just because pulling a trigger versus stabbing someone, it's completely different as far as I'm concerned. Granted, right. you're, you're taking a life, but I feel like when you're using a, a knife or something like that, there's a lot more oh, yeah. to it. You got to look right at them and do it. Yeah, because uh, that's vicious, you know, because yeah. you're really having to put a lot of yourself into it to do right. that. And, you know, knowing that I can do that in the video game, I can't do that in real life. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. You know, same with anybody. Great example. I mean, you've you played plenty of shooter games and s- stuff like that. That situation you've talked about before when you were kind of faced with somebody in your neighborhood, you know, before. Do you feel like in that moment that was something you could just say, I could shoot him? No, Lord, no. I didn't even, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's, and I understand kids are impressionable, but to, to really think that these games can set them up to just be proficient killers it's it's ridiculous no. there's 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 so many other factors that come into play i cannot believe i can't there's not a, a part of this that i can sit there and say he's got a point you know what i mean yeah. it's it's a hard pill to swallow because yeah. i'd love to hear a good example where that would actually work yeah i just i didn't I, they need to just get off of it mm-hmm. it's just something to talk about that's yeah. all it is all right well 
I know we didn't really go over that too much, but I just wanted to, to touch on it because it's, it's ridiculous. Anyone listening out there, if you've got thoughts on the matter, be sure to let us know in comments or what have you. Because it's a conversation. We want to have conversations about this stuff. If you think that somebody out there could actually do that, tell me why. I'd love to hear why you think that. All right, I'm going to move on to some release dates that we have here. We don't have a lot of them. Uh, On March 13th, we have Devil May Cry HD Collection for S... uh, See, I'm messing up again. PS4, Xbox One, and PC. There we go. I got them out that time. And then on March 16th, we have Burnout Paradise Remastered for PS4 and Xbox One. And then Kirby Star Allies. I think that was the one I was just talking about in this uh, the thing. Yeah. Kirby Star Allies. I don't. Is that what I called it? I don't know. Uh, it's coming out for Nintendo Switch on March 16th. So they, they, there you go. If you're a Kirby fan, I used to be a Kirby fan. Uh I don't know if I've ever played a Kirby game. Some of them are fun. I think I just kind of moved past it, like right before Kirby came out. Mm-hmm. I went on to PlayStation. I think Kirby really hit. I think it was big on the Game Boy. And yeah. then they had a Nintendo version that came out late in the year, like yeah. late in the cycle, life cycle. Yeah. And then they kind of remade it for the Super Nintendo. So, yeah, I remember it on the Game Boy. Mm. And it just, never, of course, you don't see that old Game Boy two colors, you know, so yeah. it just, it never, you know, appealed to me in that. Sure. I love games like Spider Man, which was equally as awful. <laughs> that game was terrible. Do you remember it? Which one are we talking the about? Spider Man on, on Game Boy? On the Game Boy? Yeah. Did you have I that? I don't think I ever played it. Shot the damn way up and it says, and then like you'd climb up the wall and you, these little things come over your head to be spider sense. You had to dodge the pumpkin. I remember there was one on the Nintendo. Maybe I did play that one, but I know there was one on the the Nintendo that was. It, uh, it was awful. <laughs> this game was terrible, but it was awesome back then because you never, you never got to play Spider Man. Yeah, you didn't. It wasn't until the Nintendo sixty four. And which I don't really feel like that game probably has aged very well. But at the time, what you could do, because you could climb walls and hang from ceilings, you had right. more Spider-Man-esque ways of playing. Right. was like the greatest Spider-Man game ever. It was like, oh my God, I get to, to climb here and I can web them up and I can punch them. It's great. And you can swing. <laughs> I cannot wait to see what kind of mechanics they have in this new game. God, yes, I can't wait. I mean, like if they do anything like... Um, now, what was that? Sunset Overdrive? Mm-hmm. The way you traverse that place? If you can yeah. get around that easily, oh my God, dude, they've got it nailed, I swear. Yeah, I'd like to go back and try Spider-Man 2, the one based on the movie. That was probably one of the, the best yeah. movie-based video games ever made because they did something wholly unique. They didn't say, well, we're just going to you know touch on the movie and we'll, we'll kind of keep it contained. They said, no, we're going to give you a whole playground. Right, and you're gonna the mechanics were proper for Spider-Man. And granted, it set the standard for what all the other games going forward had to to follow. But sadly, every I don't know if if you know this or not, but almost every game since has been riddled with bugs yeah. or something of that nature, where it just it's crap. And I don't know why this one became the gold standard, and then they were just like, "Well, we can't do that. They're gonna be lazy," and they just. Well, they just never got any better. They stayed the same. Yeah. And they didn't get the, I guess, like the, I don't know, man. I think they just kind of stayed the same, really. Well, see, like, um, following that, I'm trying to think of games that followed that. There was one that was based on Ultimate Spider-Man. Was that Web of Shadows? Web of Shadows was another one. 
was that the open world? Was that the one with Venom and all that? I can't remember. I, I think this I think, was the one where you actually kind of you was Noir Spider Man. Oh, I um. Or was it was it Web of, was it Web of Shadows? No, Web of Shadows. I think was had like a very Venom heavy plot. Uh, the one you're talking about. Ah, uh, what was that called? I know what you're talking about, but you got to play as four different Spider-Man. Right. That was like, a good one. Like through time. It was kind yeah. of like the little multiverse or whatever they did. Yeah, that one was a fun one. I like that one. And I liked how they actually got voices of previous Spider-Man to do the voices of Spider-Man in the game. Yeah. And that was really cool. Because I think it was like Neil Patrick Harris was, you know, your main Spider-Man. Then they had um, Christopher Daniel Barnes as Noir Spider-Man. He did the voice of Spider-Man in the 90s. Right, the animated series, which I think still holds up today. Yeah, I remember that was the one where um, Peter Parker had the the little cartridges in his thing. Yeah. He didn't really have the power; he had the cartridges and stuff. And he was, mm-hmm. I remember because yeah. it was it was very heavily based on the comics, and they they did a lot of stuff justice. Granted, they had to take some liberties here and there because I think there was a story with that, like the origin of Electro, and that. That show yeah. was not <laughs> the origin of Electro in the comics because in the comics he's just some guy who worked for the power company or something like that and he got struck by a live wire or something like that and he got powers. You know, yeah. Very basic stuff. And the animated series, he was a um, like a living weapon for the Russians, like created by the Red Skull. And the only right. reason he got shoehorned in in that way, and I actually got this... Believe it or not, I've spoken with the producer of the show. Have you? Yeah, on Facebook. He started like a little fan page for it, and I'm, I asked him just some basic questions to see if he'd answer, and he did. That's so awesome. I asked him about that, and he said at the time, the rights for Electro were tied up with um, whatever film studio had the rights to Spider-Man at the time. Sony. Because the legal rights for that movie had been tied up for so long because they went from hand to hand to hand for so many years. Right. Until Sony finally got them untangled and said it's ours. So they were, you know, I think it was James Cameron was wanting to direct the movie and he wanted to use Sandman and Electro. Right. And so they locked that down so you can't use these two. So Sandman never got seen, but he always wanted to use Electro and he was like, well, you know, I can't, I can't put him in anywhere. So the show was ending its run, getting ready to be, you know, canceled or ended altogether. And it was like the, Probably like the sixth to last episode, I think. Yeah. And he was just like, screw it. <laughs> I'm going to use him right here. And if they don't like it, tough. So he just shoehorned him in and there you are. There you are. And it worked too for what it was. I mean, you got a being like Electro. Could you imagine James Cameron's Spider-Man? Maybe back then, not today. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd like to see it. It'd be interesting. I know I'd a lot like of Avatar. his He'd concept. Be blue. Yeah. Everything would be... <laughs> CG'd characters and underwater. It'd be underwater for sure. Man's obsessed with the Titanic. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to move on to our retro review. Have you got a good one for me today? I think it's a good one. It's been two weeks. Not not as uh, beefy as some of our others because I had to think on this one for a little bit. And I, I ran out of time for stuff. You know, sometimes I can just I can just put a lot of heart and soul. And I'm not saying it's a bad game by any means. It's the reason I chose it. Because I want to talk about it. It's Aquaman. <laughs> no. Have you played that? No. I don't want to play it's it. It's probably like, regardless, it like one of the worst games ever. Swimming around in open sea and really wasn't open sea. It was just rock? foggy backgrounds. <laughs> it's not Aquaman. 
Thank Christ. No. Um, Interplay was a name that stuck with me as a kid. Clay Fighter. No. In fact, numerous game developers had a certain quality about them you'd come to expect. If it said Nintendo, you knew it was top-notch. If it said Square, you knew it was Final Fantasy. Capcom was fun. Konami was hard. Daddy East was serviceable. And LGN was shit. Obviously, these weren't all the developers and publishers, but you kind of get the idea where I'm going here. Back on topic, when I was first introduced to Interplay, it was through Another World, or Out of This World for the Super Nintendo, if you know it as that. This was one of those games that was amazing to me at the time, because it made me take note of any game that they sought to publish. You know, this is something cinematic and, yeah. and unique. I love that game. One of these games that I happened to fall in love with was The Lost Vikings, which was developed by Silicon and Synapse. I haven't got that game. Which is actually Blizzard Entertainment now. Oh, yeah. Know that. Before becoming engulfed in the WoW franchise, they made this amazing puzzle platformer that I really, really need to go back and play. I think I've got it on Super Nintendo. Do you really? I, do believe, I believe I do. I feel like I might have it on emulator on my Wii. The emulator. But I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, if you don't know, the story is simple. you got three Vikings, Eric the Swift, Balog the Fierce, and Olaf the Stout. They are taken from their home and their time into an alien spaceship looking to add them to an intergalactic zoo. Nice. Upon escaping the ship, they find themselves lost in time trying to find a way back home. Each level has a set of puzzles that you must solve to traverse the area. Now, each of the Vikings you can actually play with, you can alternate between them. They all have their own set of skills, and you must use those skills to solve each puzzle. Because you have to have all three to solve the puzzle. Right. Because I remember you could probably die, and if you didn't have who you needed, you had to start the whole thing over again. Or at least the puzzle, the level, whatever. You know what I'm saying. But I think if you were pretty close to the end, you could possibly get away with it, but it's... Right. I know that once someone died, it was over. And that always kind of struck me odd. Why, if you know you can't complete the puzzle, why would you allow me to continue? Maybe you can. Maybe you can. I don't know. But I I do know that you're very dependent on all your players. You have to have everyone to solve the puzzle. It's not just you and you and then you stay behind. Right. Uh, Anyway, they have their own set of skills. Eric could run very fast and if i remember correctly he could run so fast that he could kind of turn into a battering ram so to speak and then just like barrel through a wall and then if you hit the wall he would kind of go into a daze with the cross-eyed and the birds over his head or stars i mean that's the international sign of knocked out Mm -hmm. balog is a fighter he's got his sword and uh, his his trusty bow he could uh, fight off enemies and then yeah i think he could use his bow to press buttons from a distance or something like that if I remember correctly Uh, Olaf he's got a big shield he can use to block enemy attacks with or anything I think some of them would reflect back right Uh, fire would actually burn it if I'm not mistaken (laughs) because it was a wooden shield and he could actually float with his little shield he put it over his head and just put on I'm trying to remember this game the first does the first level take place in a castle no I think it takes place in a spaceship because you actually have to escape the ship, and then you wind up in another time. Okay. I'm just wondering 
do I actually have this game now? I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen it on your shelf. I'm curious to know, though. Well, I want to look a little bit. Uh, all three have a variety of things that they can do with their skills. It's not as basic as I made it sound. I'm sure there are a few other little details I may have left out. But in fact, the puzzles themselves are far from basic as they can be downright head scratchers. As a kid, I probably didn't appreciate this as much as I do today because I'm pretty sure I found codes to skip ahead <laughs> because I'm a cheater. That goes against what I said earlier. <laughs> no, but I don't cheat at Mario Kart, damn it. I may have cheated at this, but anyway, screw it. You know, all the more reason I should play it again today. I probably would enjoy it even more. Uh, the music was pretty catchy, uh, as most were with Interplay at the time, but I don't feel like it was memorable enough for me to remember. Like right now, I, I couldn't tell you what's playing. I, I couldn't hum any music from the game. Right. <clears throat> but I do remember that when you're playing, it's like... I'm into it. I'm, I'm kind of digging it. Uh, you're, you're tapping your toe. Yeah. You just do, 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 or whatever it is. I'm, no, don't I, do that, that didn't match up to anything that was playing. Uh, graphically, however, the game was amazing. It had uh, very animated faces with the characters, and even the character designs were kind of cartoonish. Uh, I'm trying to find out where I'm at. There we go. Now, when the characters <laughs> stand idle, <laughs> they'll fall to the ground or hit by an enemy. All of these things are worth seeing because they can be extremely comical. Like I said, Eric, when he busts his head, he's got the googly eyes or whatever. If they're falling, you can kind of see their faces kind of stretch up, I think, with uh, Balog, or Balog. What did I say his name was? Balog. Balog, the fighter guy. Yeah. He's got these big, long mustache. So when he's falling, his mustache kind of goes up into his face as he's falling. I feel big like I remember eyes. that. You, I think you, I do I know have you this know game. This. Uh, anyway... Like I said, these, these moments kind of add some levity, uh, as well as some very humorous dialogue full of witty banter. Wick, did you say wiki? Witty. Witty. Witty I thought you banter. said wiki. Wiki banter. I'm like, is that Viking? <laughs> no. It sounds like funny. Sharp controls also make the challenge of each level less of a frustration as they could be from time to time. But that's only because I didn't choose to use the good old noggin. The head. Yeah. Because if you just think about it, it's, it's like any good puzzle game. It's not that difficult to figure out. You just have to figure out. It's like out. obvious. Once you figure it out, you're like, oh my God, how did I do? How did I not know that? Mm -hmm. I hate when that happens. Now, considering where this game might fall under the spectrum of ownership, we may never see this franchise again. And yes, I do say franchise because it did spawn a sequel, which I don't believe I had the pleasure of playing. I wonder if that's what I got. Maybe. Oh, and now I want to look. I just I don't recall having the opportunity to get to it in a moment. You know we're nearing the end of the show. I'm chomping at the bit to look. They're right there. <laughs> now, despite that, I would love to see a re-release of this game with or without a graphical update. Sure, you can bump it to HD, but the graphics were solid enough to stand on their own today. This is a game that tests your thinking power while giving you a solid action-adventure in the process. A game like this certainly wouldn't be targeted by the lawmakers of this world, that is, until someone started killing them with puzzles. Obviously, this game should be held responsible at that point. Yeah, I just went political with it, boy. That's okay. Boy? It's boy. okay. Boy? <laughs> I just I spun it around. That's what they do. They mm. spin it. I did. Can you imagine that? A puzzle killer? Yeah. I killed you with a puzzle! It's because these kids putting these puzzles together. That's what they probably did back in the day. Like, that's all you had. You, you, you jacks. These kids playing them damn jacks. You just throw it in my eye. He threw rocks at, at Leonard because he throws jacks. Choked on the red ball. <laughs> jacks is killing everybody. 
Uh, that's our show. Are you happy? That's with? it. Yeah, that's it. It came so fast, like yeah. surprise. Want to roll? Like a fart in the wind. Mm-hmm. That's how I roll now. That is how you we get. We roll. get all this stuff crammed in now. It's crammed I'm making it, in. I'm making it you streamline. You cut the fat. Unless we have some, you know, good conversations, which we tend well, to do. Well, I mean, there, there, there is one thing you missed. What did I miss? Neil Druckmann is now vice president of Naughty Dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, he got moved up. He's still going to remain. I, I feel like the creative director of The Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. And they're going to name, oh, I feel like his name was Andy something from Naughty yeah, Dog. He, yeah. He's worked on, they've all been, everybody that they've moved around has been there since the first two Uncharted's from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And of course, Neil got bumped up, which is, he's an obvious choice for that. Yeah. And this guy's taken over as director and he's the creative director. So he's still going to have his stamp on it. Well, I just feel like I'm worried about the, you know, the emotional um, I guess way these characters are played portrayed mm-hmm. now because Neil Druckmann did a good job at, at pulling that the best out of the actors. Well, hopefully he can still put his uh, fingerprint on it. Yeah. Well, if he's there, uh, as long as he has a hand in on, I'll be fine. Well, while we're on the subject, real quick before we end the show, what did you listen to last week's episode? I have not had a chance. See, no, sons of bitches. Who all of you out there? Uh, I'm just talking into a microphone and no one's listening. I haven't even. Well, I listened to the week before. Okay. And I haven't listened to this week now. Well, on last week's episode, we talked about uh, where Neil Druckmann had had an interview where he was talking about the movie adaptations that are coming up, Uncharted and The Last of Us. Right. And kind of his two cents on it. And I just kind of want your opinion on this, what you think. He said that he wrote uh, a screenplay treatment for The Last of Us, and it was essentially beat for beat the game. Right. And he put it down and he said, I don't want to do this. And said he, he just kind of stepped aside and decided that what he'd rather see is another story entirely. Not an adaptation of something he's already told so well once before. So what do you think of that? I wish somebody... Do you remember playing the game you found those letters from, um, what, Ish? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why not tell that story? Somewhere along that the would be a good story to tell. I want to know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. I think we found out that they lived, but man, the things that they went through in between. I want to know that story. Yeah, that would be a good one to to tell if he'd want to write a full screenplay about that, like every little detail. Yeah, I want to see it. And then maybe you could end the the movie with finding one of the letters or something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, that would be like maybe cool. he was writing. You see all the letters that he wrote, like he's getting ready to leave them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it worked great. I like that idea. All right. Well, we'd like to thank all of our listeners for being here every week. If you've reached this point, you are incredibly awesome and the reason we do this. If you're feeling generous, leave us a review somewhere where you listen, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. I don't know where you listen, but you do. And if you could just say, hey, good job, guys, just to let us know every just now and again, pat that us would on be ass. nice. That would be awesome. Hey, we're getting close to like 700 listens. You know, mm-hmm. like we're like what six forty something, and and uh, not to to make anyone seem out of place here, but I just I, I wanted to mention our episode number thirty where we had tap on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's our most listened to episode to date. To date, yeah, that broke. And it was just yeah, it blew up. Yeah, the man's got drawing power. He's awesome. We'd love to have him back sometime. Uh, feedback 
of all kinds is appreciated, as we've said before. A big shout out to our patrons who make this show and other shows we do possible. If you're interested in supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions. Take a look around. See what you might want to do. It's like a mall in there. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I am Todd Stark. Again, mm-hmm. back forever. It, also, also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to excite everybody just a little bit. We're going to have a surprise guest on next week. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody, but... I uh, know who it is. You do. Yeah, you tell me, right? We actually know who we're going to have. We know. <laughs> he told me. Yeah. So we're going to have a surprise guest on next week. So please, join us again next time, you super mega crash siblings. But until is then... That's what we're calling them? That's what we're going to call them. Super mega crashites. I like siblings. I like ites. I'm going to stick with mine. <laughs> <laughs> join us again next time. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.